Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, I have special guests, Carrie and April with Turkey on the Table. And before I bring them on, I'm going to give them a quick welcome and give you a little bit of background on both. Carrie and April were stay-at-home moms with prior careers. Carrie was in prescription benefits management and April owned a retail store. They came up with the idea for Turkey on the Table on walks after preschool drop-offs in Northern California. They had a vision and wanted to teach their children a sense of gratitude. Their goal was to turn thankfulness into an activity focusing on the things they have and not the things they don't. Since starting Turkey on the Table, they have been able to donate over 1 million meals to Feeding America. Their Turkey on the Table team is made up of six moms dedicated to helping others in operations, financials, and social media. Carrie still lives in Northern California with her family, while April and her family live have relocated to Nashville, but they continue to be close friends and business partners after seven years of working together. Let's welcome Carrie and April. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. I'm super excited. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. And before we jump into Turkey on the Table, which is the cutest thing ever, I wanted to ask both of you a question. Okay. (laughs) And you can choose one or the other, or you can answer both. So the question is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? So who wants to go first? Well, I love cookies. Um, To me, really can't beat just an old fashioned chocolate chip cookie, but maybe an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie might just go a little bit right above that regular chocolate chip, but either one of those, I am golden. (laughs) <laughs> and do you like them super crispy or do you like them no, like raw like in the middle? <laughs> I like them soft. So my husband and I are always, you know, anytime I make cookies, I'm like, take them out, take them out. And they'll be like, no, they're not done yet. I'm like, you don't wait for them to turn brown. That's the, that's the key. So I'm super never, particular never about soft cookies. You always have to take them out when they're light because they'll continue to cook. And yeah. then if you they wait till they're brown, they're really hard. <laughs> and how about you, Carrie? I would say my favorite cookies are these sugar cookies that my stepmom makes. They've, they've now become, they've been called now granny Mo cookies because her name's Maureen and our kids and my sister's kids call her granny Mo. And so they are sugar cookies and then you frost them and decorate them, but they taste so good. And she makes them in different shapes for different holidays. And so I think even the shapes make them taste better because they go with whatever theme she's doing. Um, And they're really hard to make. You have to roll them out perfectly and icing has to be just right. So we leave it up to granny mill most of the time. (laughs) And that's so fun. And that's kind of a combined memory as well. Yeah. Yeah. So when she makes them, it's a big treat. And when she comes to visit in California, she'll make a batch we'll put some in the freezer and I'll put them in my kids lunch every once in a while. So they get a surprise with a granny milk. That's so fun. It's the holiday season. So that's when baking becomes a thing. And Christmas cookies are always my parents and my sister are like, okay, it's Christmas time. You're making cookies, right? And I have a whole like spread and it's super fun. And because the show is called chaos and cookies, I have to ask the question. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why not? Right. Uh, okay. So let's jump in a little bit. Um, Carrie, you have kiddos and so do you, April. You said that you started the, the you know, the idea with walks after preschool. Uh, so just give us a little bit of background about uh, how you guys started, you know, turkey on the table with your backgrounds and, and go from there. Um, I'll start because I had just moved to Northern California, um, to the East Bay area where Carrie lives. Um, obviously we, we did not know each other before that, but, um, so I was new to the community and I met Carrie, I think maybe my second week of living there. It was, it was pretty soon after we got there and she was just so friendly and she said, well, I moved here two years prior. So I totally understand what it's like to be the new person. So give me your number and I'll kind of, you know, help show you around and, you know, with school and friends and all this stuff. So she totally took me under her wing. Um, so we just became fast friends and that was in 2013. Um, so we had the summer to know each other. And then by the time school started, our little ones were three years old and going to preschool. And we had older ones in elementary school. Um, but yeah, we would drop them off at preschool and go for walks just to, you know, get, still get to know each other. And uh, the holidays were upcoming. I think it was October at this time that we started having these conversations about the upcoming holidays. And, um, you know, Carrie, I can kind of punt it off to you because I've already kind of told the backstory, but um, she can Just take over. Just drop off the kids at school and go for walks and um, kind of talked about how we loved um, that our kids um, were able to grow up with some things that we didn't have growing up, but also that they didn't have to worry about, you know, food or clothing or getting rides to school or, you know, even as much as getting, you know, the sweatshirt brand that they wanted. And, you know, a lot of kids get phones and cars when they turn 16 and that's just not real life. Um, and so, and it's not how either of us grew up. So we wanted them to understand um, that it wasn't their fault that they were able to get these things, but we wanted them to realize that not everyone did and focus on starting the practice of gratitude in our own homes. So kind of, we decided to take the month of November for them to be thankful about something each day and um, kind of start the practice of gratitude. And it seemed like it was really working and it seemed like it was something that was getting traction for both of us in terms of just, you know, taking a pause and taking the time between Halloween where they get an influx of candy and all this stuff. And the holidays where they make lists of things that they want from Santa and usually get them and kind of take a pause and take an inventory of the things that they already have. Right. And these holidays are back to back. And so it gets very complicated. Like my son's birthday is middle of November. So it's right before Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and then you got Halloween. That's just around the corner for us. I do the switch, Witch. Have you ever heard of the switch witch where we'll, yeah. you know, that would get it out of the house because we're about to have birthday cake and all sorts of stuff and trying to keep that minimal and just reminding the kids that it's not about stuff, about the memories. Right. It's so important. And how old are your kids? Are they grown now or not grown? But when I say grown, <laughs> mine are young, <laughs> they're in elementary, like early. 
grown to you. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I have a junior in high school now and then an eighth grader and a sixth grader. So I have one driving, but when we started, you know, he was in elementary school. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he saw us start the business and has kind of, all of our kids have kind of grown up um, seeing us growing the business and seeing us packing up to go to shows and, um, you know, being on um, the local news and being in, um, you know, the press that we've gotten, but they also see the hard work behind the scenes on the, you know, things that we're doing that are not as fun. Um, and so, yeah, they've kind of grown up seeing us kind of participating in the business. Sure. And how about you, April? Uh, I have two girls who are now 14 and 11. Um, but yeah, they were six and three when we moved to Northern California and when we met uh, Carrie's family and going back to those walks that we were getting to know each other and, and talking about how we wanted our kids to be raised. And it's, you know, such a different world these days. We also, you know, we would see things at school or church or wherever of the construction paper turkeys, you know, that you kind of make or a pine cone, something on Pinterest, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll make a turkey, thankful for turkey out of, you know, all kinds of things like construction paper and all that. But we were like, gosh, that would be great if there was like something really cute that you could buy for your house that would be out the whole month of November and really just be a teaching tool for your kids. And we just kind of got on this idea. And um, Carrie has a a great background with her sister, just kind of more for personal use, but writing lots of poems for you know, weddings or showers or funerals or whatever, but she's really, they're really gifted in that area. And she said, I bet my sister and I could kind of come up with a little story. And, you know, we kind of came up with this Turkey idea and um, anyway, so I might be kind of, no, it's great. I had a first story, but that's just how it all kind of came together on those, those walks a long time ago. And Turkey on the table, he's, and he or she, I guess could be, uh, it's adorable and it comes with a book and it's, it's something that you would keep out all of November, like you said, and we can kind of divert like straight into it. If you'd like, where we, you could tell us a little bit more about the Turkey and how it works and really what it's made for. Yeah. So the poem, you know, started it all and, you know, which turned then into the book, it's a rhyming book and um, April read it. And she's like, we have got to do this. We are doing this. We're doing this. And so, I'm like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> and I kicked it off. And um, yeah, so the, the kit comes with the Turkey, a set of feathers, the storybook and um, each purchase, like we said before, um, we donate 10 meals to feeding America. So we do that on the behalf of the consumer um, when they buy it. And um, a lot of families use it for the month of November in their home and then buy another set of feathers to use on the night of Thanksgiving for the extended family that comes over. So they kind of redress the turkey again um, with the people that they're spending Thanksgiving with. But the idea was that you would take it out each year and it would be a tradition in your family. And the feathers, um, you kind of tuck in the box and then through the years, you can see all the things and the writing, uh, you know, as it's changed and the different things as your children grow older that they are thankful for. So it's kind of creates a, a lazy mom scrapbooking, which we <laughs> like too, because we 
we aren't the uh, crafters. No, <laughs> you always have the intentions to do so, and then you just don't. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, so you write on um, the feathers. The feathers are like you know a nice decorative, um, nicer paper, and you write what you're thankful for every day of November, and then you add it to the back of the turkey, his tail. And so they attach that way. And so you, the thought is to do one every day of November. So by the time Thanksgiving comes, he's fully dressed with thanks. And you can just visually see what everyone has written throughout the month. And it's super heartwarming. Absolutely. And then like Harry said, you can do it around the table the day of also. Yeah. So it's meant to be a centerpiece. And the idea of turkey on the table is it sits on your table at Thanksgiving and represents your gratitude, but also represents the meals that are provided that otherwise wouldn't be. So it's putting Turkey on the table for others. So that's kind of where the name came from. Wow. That's very powerful actually that you say it that way where it represents so many different things mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a visual for just how many things we're grateful for and to show it. Cause we always lose sight of that sometimes, or if you know, there's things that are happening in life, it gets lost and mm-hmm. trying to really reflect on the positive things. And then it also right. represents all the, you know, all the meals you're also helping. Right. About charity exactly. and giving, right. Which is right. what we try to teach our kids. Right. And that's our favorite part about Thanksgiving and kind of how we connected on the idea also is that we were talking about Thanksgiving as our favorite holiday as we get older, because it's about being with family and friends and it's about sitting de- down together for a meal and being thankful, it's not about gifts. It's not about, you know, there's not as, as, as much that goes, it's just about the experience of sitting down together, taking time out of all your busy schedules to sit down and be thankful together as a family with whoever else you choose to spend that day with. Absolutely. Cause with, at least with my kids that they're young and you guys are past that point, uh, they're all about stuff, all about mm-hmm. the things. And, uh, my listeners know that I'm going through a divorce. And so I'm trying to teach them that, you know, life's going to be changed and we have to start watching where, you know, what we spend and we really need to understand like the positive things and learn how to adapt better. And this is a a great thing that we're going to do this year to show the positive and show gratitude for things Mm -hmm. other than my stuff. And they're little, you know, they're, they're going to be eight, they're six and a half, four and a half, and they don't understand it, but, uh, we try to teach it and instill it early and you start traditions. Cause how long have you been doing this tradition for your families? Uh, really since we started kind of, um, the idea really with the Turkey and we, you know, we started this, we started doing it before we actually had a Turkey to sell and on the market. Cause that took about two years, but, um, you know, it's easy the first couple of days when you want to think of, Oh, I'm thankful for my school, for my friends, for my family and you know, for my health or my house or whatever, but it's, you know, really designed for 23 to 26 days of November, wherever Thanksgiving is going to fall. And sometimes you really have to <laughs> dig deep pretty hard and dig a little deeper. Yeah. So, you know, it can, it can be eye opening as a parent to see what your kids are really thankful for. And it's, um, it can, it's really heartwarming. Well, that's what I was going to add is actually as a parent, seeing what they write, um, is, is 
also helpful because you realize, you know, like they write down, I'm thankful for my yogurt dates with mom after school. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize that that was so important to them. So I think it also helps you realize like with each child, what they really value and the things that they really appreciate. So it's especially when you have more than one and you're trying to get your spread so thin and you're trying to spend quality time and you want to, you hope that they, uh, really appreciate those things and those, that time with you or seeing like where it's sticking with them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a big themester. I do a lot of themed food for their birthdays and for holidays. So if they have a, like a dinosaur birthday, I'll do a lot of like dinosaur cookies with like, I'll take one of the toy dinosaurs and put like the, the, the footprint in them. And I'll <laughs> do like the fun theme. I did a volcano once uh, out of cocoa pebbles and I've cute it's a lot of work <laughs> and they're young, but I hope that it, they appreciate it and see the, the effort that I go through to make it special for them. Right. And I'll remember and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. And I know that they're young and, uh, my family thinks I'm crazy and they're like, Oh, like who has the time? I say, well, you take the time to make a memory, mm-hmm. whether that be with physical stuff like that, or just an experience. And this, I think will create both. It's a visual, they're at the act of writing it down and also, you know, you know, reading it and having that experience like around the table. Yeah, for sure. And so all businesses have highs and lows when starting. And so I'm sure you had a a low in your business at probably the beginning because I mean, every business you have to start from somewhere. Was there a specific time that comes to mind where you had a, uh, be inspired and overcome that? Um, I'll just kind of take, pick up where I left off as far as we had the idea and it took about two years to actually create what you see now that's cells, um, you know, in the box and the cute Turkey with the feathers and book and all that stuff. So we got off to a great start. Our first year um, selling season was 2015 and we sold out of inventory that year. And, um, you know, we didn't even really know a a ton of people. It was just really word of mouth and a little bit of social media. So we felt so fortunate to have um, sold out of our inventory on, you know, just two moms in this small town, you know, who had an idea. So it, it seemed to be a success. So we're like, okay, we're going to take this to the next level. Let's go to a a trade show and really give it a try. So we packed up and went to the Atlanta gift show in January of 2016. And we had an incredible response. So because of that, we placed a a really large order and I carry I hope I'm getting this story right, but I think that was the same year and I'll let Carrie take over. Yeah. So we, I mean, we got into places that, you know, hallmarks and I mean, places that we didn't even dream of our second year getting into. And we had just orders from all over the country and we were so excited. And, um, that year we got our shipments in and we started sending them out and someone called and said, the markers are smudging. The the ink isn't drying and feathers yeah feathers and we were 
you know, well, how is this possible? We got this, we use the same manufacturers, the same everything. How is it possible? And then we got them to our house and tried them. And sure enough, even if you waited five minutes, you put your hand over it and it's smudged. And the whole point was not that they are wipe off. They're meant to be sentimental keepsakes. So it turns out the formulation in the ink was changed just a tiny bit and it didn't adhere because our, our, our feathers are meant to be like quality to be kept. They're, they're not just, you know, they're not just thick paper. They actually have a coating on them almost like um, you would have on, you know, a fancier, you know, paper plate or something, but it's, it's meant to make it. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, yeah. So um, it's meant to be a sturdier, prettier, have a little sheen to it. Anyway, that coating with the ink did not mix because of small, small change in the makeup of the markers. Long story short, we had to get 15,000 markers sent and changed out in all <laughs> send replacement markers to every retail that had already gotten them to hold behind the counter in case someone came back in. And we, I mean, at the time we thought maybe it was going to sink our business because people weren't going to trust that we could do quality control. And there was zero way as small business owners that we would have known that the same manufacturer would have changed a tiny bit of the formulation. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work. Um, because when you wrote it on regular paper, it looked just the same as the markers before. It was just because we had this coating on the feathers. So I would say that was a low because we, you know, we were completely panicked. We felt like we were kind of losing credibility and we've had this huge problem in a short amount of time that we had to fix. Um, and it was our first big year, like to be, you know, debuted in retail nationwide. And so we were like, oh no, this, this is going to kill us. Oh no. But I think make trying to be proactive and sending out markers and doing the due diligence. I'm sure it goes a long way. It's just a matter of if it was being delivered, like you can't control what you can't control. So you could give them the new pens and you can suggest like do this or that. Um, but you'd have to hope that it works. Right. Yeah. And we sent an email out to anyone who bought on our website and said, if you'd like a replacement pen, we can send marker, we can send you one. Um, the reality is someone could take a Sharpie from their drawer and it worked fine. So it was, you know, people have those at home. So luckily it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a problem with something that wasn't easily fixed at home, but we just didn't want people to be disappointed in our brand. Sure. So that Cause the reflection on you and your, and what you're putting out. Right. And yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm perfectionist. So you want to make sure it's all good before you do it. You want to do it the right way the first time. <laughs> Exactly. For sure. So I think that was our, our first and still stands out to be a, a big low for us. Cause we just thought, you know, this could sink us and we're, we felt like we're just getting started. Sure. And so with the Turkey purchases, you, we talked about feeding America. And so when you were doing the concept and building the brand was feeding America partnership, part of the plan and how did that flourish to where it is now? Actually, I was realizing just before you said this, that we hadn't set our high. Um, and that oh. is high is hitting a million meals with Feeding America. And um, just, you know, that was a goal when we started. We never would have dreamed that we would be able to do that much. So I think um, that in the business was our biggest high so far. And the Feeding America piece, I'll turn over to April to explain more. 
Yeah. So when we got started, like Carrie said, it was her idea to tie it back to a food bank and said, you know, how about with this, that we're also giving. So it's, you know, literally, you know, food on someone else's table. And at that moment, when she said that I was like, I have goosebumps. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is something we're going to do. Um, but we just thought, okay, well, let's just start with our local food bank and we can send them donations, you know, with, with part with our sales and, um, both of us just through, you know, television and marketing and all that stuff had always are known about feeding America. And we were like, gosh, you know, one day if, if we could like get their attention and be associated with them, they're like the, the pinnacle of, you know, all things food bank. And because they're a nationwide network of over 350 food banks nationwide. And we're like, those are the the top people. So maybe someday we'd be so lucky enough to be associated with them. So really just within months, you know, Carrie mentioned she's from Chicago and that's where they're based out of. And her stepdad, I think Carrie maybe had mentioned it to her stepdad. And he said, well, that's interesting. You know, I actually know somebody who, who sits on the board there, maybe you could have a, we could, you know, get a phone call um, together. And we were just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding a phone call with Feeding America? And here at the time we hadn't even sold one turkey. It, we, it was before our first year even launched our first season. And so lo and behold, uh, we get this phone call and it was just, you know, like over speakerphone and and Carrie and I were sitting together in her office and, and they were going over the big list of all of the requirements for their corporate partners and say, you know, this is what we require for our corner part, you know, corporate partners. And it was so intimidating, intimidating to us. Cause we hear we're, you know, like I said, just two moms who came up with this idea. So it's not like we're some big corporation. And so it was so intimidating and we're thinking, gosh, you know, maybe in like, five or 10 years, we'd kind of get to that level. But then they said, um, but we love this turkey on the table concept. We think this is adorable. We love everything about it, your message and the gratitude and the giving back. And it's so cute. And it's such a great tradition. We are going to go ahead and um, just partner with you from the ground, you know, from the get go and, you know, whatever. And I mean, Carrie and I just looked at each other across the table (laughs) were speechless that they were saying that they wanted to partner with us when we literally didn't even have a turkey to sell at that moment. Yeah. I still get chills thinking about that because it was like, we got these little signs that people believed in us before, you know, we really became anything. And so I think those were the kind of the parts that kept us going, but also, um, you know, it was, it definitely helped in the motivation, but also just like, the little God winks that like, okay, this is, this is going to work. These are yeah. good thing. That's amazing. That's an incredible story. It's, it's, it's like fate almost. It just fell into place. It was just another sign that you should keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a lot of those, like Carrie said, but this was a big one. It really was like a huge, just, you know, it's like the skies opened up. Right. <laughs> Being America just appeared. So it was unbelievable. So That's we're super fantastic. grateful for the, the partnership. That's fantastic. And it's, it's always nice to know when you're purchasing something that it's going to be going to a good cause as well. 
that's very important to me. And I think it's also a motivator for me to support those types of businesses because you want to be able to give back further than just buying something for your, yourself or whatnot. Uh, so what is your next goal that you want to reach with Turkey on the table? You know, honestly, it's, I feel like we've achieved a lot of goals that we wanted to achieve. And, and then and we've done some things that we thought were yours and kind of decided that for now, that's not something that we're interested in doing. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. It's very low margin. It's very much for a small business. Um, that is enough to sink you. You have a bad year with one of those big box stores. And, um, you know, so we've kind of gotten to a point where I think our goals are just to continue spreading the word and getting into people's homes. And, you know, we get great notes from people about how much, you know, they love the product and how much, um, you know, it's that they've had similar traditions, but this has kind of brought it all together for them. And, or that, you know, a family members passed away, they've been doing it for years and they pull back out the feathers and see theirs and it warms their heart. So I feel like for us, it's more like we've gone back to the basics. Like our goal is just to get them in as many houses as we can to get people really feeling connected to the tradition and um, feeling like gratitude is improving in their family. And then also obviously to continue providing meals. Um, I don't know, April, if you have something. Yeah, no, I just echo those same sentiments. I mean, um, we've been really fortunate to have had a lot of amazing press come our way and cover our product. And, you know, those are some of the, the goals that are highlights, you know, that Carrie mentioned earlier, but like all these things that were like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. But still we learn, I mean, there's, you know, so many people who have never heard about our product. So we just want to keep going and keep going and keep going. Cause we really believe, you know, it's, it's something fun for everyone. It's not even just families and even for Friendsgiving or office parties. It's just a great um, thing to have just to kind of, you know, start the conversation of the gratitude and, you know, gratitude has so many benefits that we just feel like, well, everyone should be doing this. You know, everyone celebrates Thanksgiving and, and gratitude is it's free. It's easy, <laughs> you know, so, and there's so many positive benefits to it. So why wouldn't everybody want this kind of as how we feel? So we just believe everyone should have one. <laughs> I think so too. I think it's wonderful. I'm very excited to start it with my family uh, this year. And so can we tell the listeners where we can find Turkey on the table and all the things where we can find you as well? Yes. So, um, we have a website, a direct consumer website, turkeyonthetable.com. Um, that is the place you can go to find the most products. So we have, you know, the different feather designs and, um, the accessories for the Turkey, um, but we are also on Amazon and in Nordstrom and Swoozies. If you're near, um, a lot of independent stores have them. Um, and so, yeah, any of those options, um, we love, um, when people buy them as gifts for teachers or neighbors, or, um, so if you already have one, maybe you think of someone you're thankful for this year and gift it to them, but yeah, our, we're, 
we're pretty easy to find these days. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And for Instagram and social media, where can we follow you guys? Um, it's just Turkey on the table for Facebook and Instagram. Um, we have a, a small little TikTok account. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last. We thought we'd try it, but it's, it's a whole different beast. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram is just Turkey on the table and you can, you can see, um, you know, lo- we love it when people share on social media, cause we love to see it, you know, with their families and their kids interacting with it and their, the way they're using it. And, um, you know, Carrie just told this story to somebody else the other day about, you know, one of our favorite shares was an old folks home somewhere in the Northeast and, someone, one of the workers had brought it to work and had all of the elderly, you know, residents filling out their feathers of what they're thankful for and putting it in the Turkey and talking about what they wrote on their feathers and why they're so grateful and the looks on these people's faces and the stories they were telling and, you know, the gratitude, you know, all the things that they were writing. It was just probably the most heartwarming thing we've seen to date, but we just, we love to see people share about it because it just warms our heart. It totally keeps us going um, for the next year, just to see how much people have really enjoyed it. Yes. So if you have a turkey on the table and you're using it, tag us so we can see um, your family and see it in use. And we, we, that, that makes us so happy when we see, you know, how people are using it and see the kids filling it out and doing the activities. Awesome. And you know, when you go to events over the holiday season and things like that too, you typically bring like a dish or a bottle of wine. And so this would be a really great option to bring to a Thanksgiving dinner as a gift for the host or anything like that as well. So it doesn't have to be a bottle of wine or, a you know, absolutely pie. (laughs) (laughs) Like a pie only lasts that day. Like this would last for a really long time and it would just expose so many other people as well. So just another option. Yeah. Hostess gift is a great idea and corporate gifts too. It's every year, you know, we get uh, just a, it's, we're always so excited to, you know, hear from people at, I don't know, just a myriad of kinds of places that are ordering them for everyone at work, um, ordering them for all their client lists, you know, um, just real, yeah. Realtors, mortgage bankers. We've had a whole slew of them, but just thankful for your business. And it stands out versus, you know, a holiday gift, which is like a cheese wheel and a, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a different time. You kind of jump ahead, but people really seem to appreciate it more because then it's also the donation of meals. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, covers both bases. So also I think too, with, with now that people are maybe going back into work and things like that, everyone typically will do a holiday potluck or something like that. You could bring this as like a team building as well and really bring offices together and you start that in your office and then you do it at the potluck or something like that. Like there's plenty of ways that you could implement this little guy and he's super cool and I'm excited to share about it. And for my listeners, you'll be able to see me through November sharing about it and all the links will be in the show notes. So you could go grab yourself one before November 1st. And I'm very excited for you ladies to be here and to share. I've been very excited about this, this episode. 
Thank you so much for having us. Yes, Thank absolutely. you so much. Thank you. And I, I really do encourage all of my listeners to go out and check out Turkey on the Table and uh, go start a tradition with your family and your friends. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening and thank you ladies. And we'll see you next time on another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of chaos and cookies. Thank you.